and I guess this is another episode of The Darn Diaries, uh, where I'll be sharing with you uh, my sixth weekly diary so far. Just uh, before we start, I just, uh, I just felt like I needed to share. I've been going through quite a lot lately um, in terms of college work um, and stuff going on within my family and and uh, personal struggles as well. And, you know, I just, I just feel like this has been a really great way of sort of sharing my thoughts and, you know, expressing whatever it is that I'm feeling. And in a way, it's it's sort of like therapy. And this was something that Stephen Bartlett, uh, you know, pointed out that I didn't realize before, even though I was already doing it before I listened to this podcast. And it turns out to be uh, it's a very insightful thing and a very helpful thing to do. And just want to thank him for that. All right, without further ado, let's get right to it. All right, so the first point is filtering plus context. The reason why I wrote this was because of my conversation I had when I was catching up with my best friend, uh, Robbie. We haven't really met for quite some time. Uh, I'd say several weeks or a month and he was asking me you know why didn't I uh why did I sort of well I I kind of reached out not really we sort of still you know we still contact each other through uh Instagram DMs uh sometimes just short exchanges of conversations you know whether it be sending memes or like having a a short discussion about something and so on and so forth and then he he uh, he asked me if, if I could call, and I said, um, you know, unfortunately, I, at that time, I I really couldn't because I, I had a a midterm to prepare for, and it was a it was a major one, and I just asked him if we could reschedule or something like that, and he said, yeah, it's fine there, and he understands that, and grateful for to have a friend like him, and along the conversation of sort of catching up through DM, I sort of you know asked him about his life and. You know, he basically told me a summary or a, a general rundown of what what's going on, right? And for me, because at the time I was, you know, I was feeling I, I was, I guess I was being stingy with, with my personal uh, story, you know, that I, I said, you know, um, I'm working on something, but it's something that I, uh, I'm not ready to share yet, right? A part of the reason why I said that to him and I explained that to him and he understood it uh, was like this because it's not it's not I don't feel like I'm I'm stingy or I feel like I'm better than everyone else and I'm I'm not maybe I'm a little bit scared maybe I'm a little paranoid that someone will steal my idea and you know make it more viral or make it better but you know I realized that was uh, that was a foolish thing to think but the reason why the real reason behind it is because i don't know it's i guess it's it's been a habit if if like i tell people i'm gonna do something i won't end up doing it either i won't end up doing it or i'll, I'll procrastinate to the max like when i say max i mean never right almost never sometimes never depends so i guess one way that i try uh, that I tried doing was to to just shut up and do, right? I just do the work. I don't care if people are commenting about this and that. You know, they, um, 
I just keep quiet about it and I just do the work, just do the work that I have to, right? And I guess it's worked so far for me uh, because, you know, I'm, I'm doing this, which no one apparently knows about. And I'm also working on some con written content as well. And I have my, uh, my website underway, uh, which is uh, coming soon, coming soon, I hope. And I hope I can sort of share this through there or Spotify or whatever, you know, all, all of this basically. Um, but we'll see about that. Um, more details are on the way. And I guess, uh, you know, afterwards he, he sort of asked me, you know, like, you know, why don't I know anything? He, he basically asked me like, why don't I know anything about your life? You know, I don't, I don't know anything that's going on in your life because uh, you know, you're, you're pretty busy and I understand that and everything like that, which I, I kind of felt guilty for because like, you know, he's my best friend. He, he tells me everything. He, he shares me, you know, as much as he can. And me, I'm just speaking the private guy that I am, you know, because of the, the reason that I just mentioned just now has nothing to share to at the moment. Right. Cause yeah, that's just who I am, you know, and I explained it to him and he understood. And, but at the same time, I feel like it's not a really healthy thing to do, especially for, you know, a friendship that I intend to keep for a lifetime. So I'm going to be more, I guess I'll try to be more open because like, these are the people that deserve to know what's happening. Right. So there you go. There you go. And I guess, uh, I also, uh, along that conversation, after that thread of conversation, I, I, I mentioned uh, an advice or a, a post that I, that I found very useful. I told him three things that you should keep quiet about. Your income, your love life, and your next move. Now that seems like, to me, to me that sounded, you know, cool and like normal and very empowering and uh, it makes a lot of sense especially in terms of privacy and you know with you know everything going on and everything being so easily publicized nowadays that you lack privacy and that was the the main message behind that and i guess people interpret things differently so i think he mistook it as uh I think he 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 took it as as a, a cynicism from me, you know, that that I was uh, I was being jealous that he he wasn't uh, you know spending as much time with me as as before or anything or something like that. I don't know, uh, but uh, he basically asked me, you know, like why uh, why did you why do you think this way, you know, why 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 did you uh, share this code or something like that? And I I told him, you know. I told him, I explained to him the, the context behind that. And I felt that was, that was my problem. You know, I, I like context. I, that, that was, that's a, that's a dangerous sign. That's an indicator for me that, you know, it's, it's the small details that can lead to miscommunications, you know, that lead to broken relationships that lead to, you know, that uneasy feeling with, with that person or that tension, you know, and I feel like that's something that I have to work on. That's something that I have to 
be more expressive about, be more um, explanatory about. And I did explain it to him and he finally got it. And the intent was, you know, nothing against him, not at all, right? I was just trying to, I was just trying to advise him to, to, to know what to say and when to say and who to say it to, right? Because, you know, those three things like your love life, your income, your next move, those are things that only you should know. And those are things that you should um, prioritize. And those are things that are valuable to you, right? Because like, you look at the world today, it's filled with copycats, really. I'm not going to lie. And I guess like, you know, I think the happiest couples are the ones who, who post the least, I guess. And uh, in relation to filtering and context, right? Uh, so I was asked to do uh, a talk, basically, an alumni talk uh, from my uh, my former school. Uh, they basically told me to uh, to share my uh, my advice, my tips, and I guess like you know how how the school basically helped me uh, transition to my college life and how it benefited me uh, and so on and so forth. And Okay, first of all, this is a very touchy subject, and I don't know if like any <laughs> any BBS personnel is li is listening to this, but just be uh, mindful that you know this is my opinion, and um, you know if 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 it's uh, you know what I'm just gonna say it. I'm just gonna say it. So basically, uh, that's what they told me to do, right? Okay, so that's what I did. So I watched the previous episodes before that, right? Uh, some were my friends, some were my uh, my little brother's friends who shared their own views, their own perspectives, their own, uh, I guess, uh, takeaways from from their experiences and uh, studying in that uh, high, in the high school. And you know, I felt like I I need to do something different, right? Uh, so I talked about how A levels benefited me, you know, and then uh, I mentioned like you know, my, my past mistakes and, and the tips that I gave were based on the past, those past mistakes to make sure that, you know, uh, these future A-level takers basically are more well-equipped and more prepared than I ever was, you know, and that was the goal. But at the same time, I was trying to bring out my more, my personal self, you know, my expressive self, because the goal, I guess like my main, uh, my main aim was not to sort of present my ideas like you would in a PowerPoint presentation. The point was to converse, to make a conversation, to make it seem like a conversation to, you know, whoever is viewing it. And okay, I understand that it was 18 minutes and that was way too freaking long, I, I think. But I feel like along the way, along the 18 minutes, there were very important, I guess, like scenes that were cut short that were sort of meant to be there, you know, because that shows, that shows, you know, that shows the human side of me, you know, not just, not just like, you know, spitting good facts and like, uh, you know, giving inspirational messages or like making really smart and witty, you know, remarks and so on and so forth. It's, it's, it's about being human. It's about, um, it's not showing how you overcame your struggles, right? Like I, I didn't, I never like 
thought I would be doing this. I never thought that I would be so expressive, so uh, so vocal about my thoughts and, and feelings and so on and so forth. And I feel like maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm wrong for this, but I feel like that was taken away from me in their in their final uh, in their final uh, product, basically. So Matthew McConaughey mentioned that you know, as an actor, you'll have three filters uh, when you express yourself on screen, right? First is uh, the first uh, filter is the script, right? You're only limited to the words that have been crafted by other people. You can only express yourself, you know, so far or to a certain extent that it, uh, you know, you just gotta make the, the, the most of it, right? And then, then there's the edited one, right? Like the one, like the, the cut scenes, uh, the deleted scenes, the, the re, retaken scenes, re, the retakes, I guess. And then the, the final screenplay, right? That's a mix of the the first two, essentially. And I feel like that was what I felt that I was going through, you know? I felt like I was I was being uh, filtered out, right? And I guess that's part of the reason why I made this podcast or this voice recording or this, you know, weekly diary. It's because... This is where I can be free from filters, be free from, you know, scripts, uh, guidelines, uh, rules, restrictions, and so on and so forth. Like, I can practice my freedom of speech. And in doing so, in being granted that freedom, I'm able to be more vocal. I'm able to express myself, you know, including the uhs and mm and Everything like and everything that makes me human, everything that makes everything that makes me flawed is is in one recording, right? You know, at times like I I, I guess it's like sort of um it's something that I don't know why it happens, but it just does. Like when I'm taking I'm making good points here, I'm trying to explain something and and midway, for some apparent reason, I don't know why. I keep on forgetting sometimes. <laughs> I forgot completely what I said four or five seconds ago. And I, I need a while. I need to take a, you know, a good 10, 15 seconds to remember what I was saying. And I'm like, you know, oh, okay, I was talking about this. And then I continue. And I guess like, that's, that's, that's me. You know, that's me. That's something that you can't take away. Like, no offense to the you know, to whoever edited um, the video, he, did, he or she did a great job and uh, it was, it was, uh, it was not bad. It was not bad. And like the main points were there. So uh, no hard feelings there, but I just felt like, you know, I, I would have uh, appreciated more if, if they, uh, they included more scenes. That's, that's all. That's all. All right. And now the second point uh, is Every path is the right path, right? Um, so let me start with this. As a kid, uh, I think I was like around four or five or something like that. I had uh, four four housekeepers, I think. Four housekeepers, yeah. Uh, two of them were babysitters, basically, for me and my little brother. And the other two are basically, uh, 
would would cook or or clean up or you know and everything everything else basically and on weekends usually in the mornings uh i i always like to uh we'd always go on hikes you know uh we always uh walk around the complex uh around my uh my residence basically uh with uh two of my babysitters right and uh my uh my little brother as well because i guess that's a part of a part of uh, an exercise i guess at that age and you know we usually we literally hike right uh like probably not like you know like like actual hiking more like mini hikes basically so we usually uh climb this uh you know this small hill and sometimes we'd uh we'd sort of explore our way to to find new ways to get back to uh to our home and you know there were times where I were I was in roads that I I uh I was quite familiar with and I I followed that path and and other times I was in a completely new setting you know I was I was once in a in a village you know uh in a village there and uh we were asking uh you know the the uh the villagers or the you know the the residents there uh which way was uh, was the way back and i remember like in being lost i found something that i have always wanted you know that was a kite <laughs> i wanted a kite um and i got it for uh uh for a very cheap price uh it was basically 500 rupiah uh that's like uh <laughs> i don't even know i don't i think that's like zero it's not it's not even it's not even 5 cents i think it's like 0.05 cents or something i'm i'm not sure or 0.5 cents i think it's 0.5 cents yeah for a kite and and like after all that uh i eventually found my way back home and like you know just just closing in to to those uh you know those trails those uh those steps you know every step being closer and closer to to your way back home it's uh it's it's exciting it's thrilling it's uh it's it's almost liberating i guess because you know you you venture to the unknown and you find your way back home and i guess uh what i'm trying to say here is that you know sometimes we forget that home is not necessarily a place you know home is where we make it right it's like the movie thor you know asgard is not a place asgard is the people and i feel like home home is where my family are right home is my family and I guess that's something I've often uh, forgotten to uh to remember or to take you know to to remind myself of. With that being said, you know failure there there was this this a uh, billionaire called Dan Pina. I don't know if I said it right. I'm sorry if I said it wrong. He said uh this there's actually two quotes but I'll mention the first one. Failure is only testing. You know, going back to the hiking or the hiking story, I feel like you know, I I would never I would never have experienced what it's like to 
to know those new roads to to be able to go to the to be able to uh, see the new village or or find that kite if i didn't i didn't um, you know set my foot off the my set set my foot off my comfort zone right i i explored um unknown uncharted territories right and i was i was brave enough i was uh i was determined to to find my way back basically and i guess my way back is often the my direction to to where happiness is for me i guess that's the only way I, that's the best way i can put it right now and i guess sometimes we have to get lost to to find ourselves again right that's why some people travel all over the world solo just to quote unquote find themselves right and they find themselves through what through experience and i feel like if if you don't experience failure if you don't know what losing is like then you'll never really know the value of winning of success of finding that happiness and i feel like you know one thing i've always asked myself whenever i'm afraid is what do you have to lose right like life life is short as fuck my dad proved that to me he died uh on the 8th of april at the age of 48 like anything can happen i can die tomorrow i can die you know in the next 5 minutes and as much as that scares me that also sort of pushes me to to live my best life every single day right make the most of it so that's 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 an eye opener for me and i think um i'm going to make sure that i instill that in my everyday life which brings me to to this point right here so there was a there was a podcast episode uh from Steven Bartlett i forgot who was his co-host uh but this was what he uh i think it was like a a commentator on uh on the f1 or something like that i i forgot his name i have to look that up again but there you go uh so basically he uh this guy said you know uh he's a parent basically and and something that he told his kids that he would he would always uh leave the light on right what that means is he you know he'll he'll be there he'll he'll always uh, have have an open door i'm sorry i'm i'm very mixed up right now and the bottom line of what he said was he wanted his kids to have roots to go back to and wings to fly the distance and wings to fly high right and i feel like i've been fortunate enough to have parents that that really support me and and really gave me the privilege of having roots to go back to right so in my family uh we come from a chinese indonesian uh background where you know kids usually uh continue their parents business or the family business and and you know hopefully uh continue to grow it and and thrive it and 
maintain it and and you know for the next generation and the next generation and so on and so forth and i feel like you know my my parents have that for me uh they have a small retail store selling you know um components that make a bag uh things like cordura uh things like you know zipper heads the zipper itself um foam so on and, and you know all that jazz uh we sell that and you know i feel like that's an opportunity for me to uh be able to use the expertise that i have learned here and i have have and will experience here as i take my intern and so on and so forth um hopefully i'll be able to take that and and put that into practice and hopefully help help the business grow and that's definitely an option for me to to do right but at the same time that's not something that i want to dwell in that's not something that i want to you know do day in day out for the rest of my life until i retire right it's not something that i see myself continuously doing or settle it enough to do for uh you know for for that time being i want to do many things i want to do things that are out of my comfort zone i want to do things that that make me happy i want to do things that that defines me really i guess and i come up with these projects and i'm 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 developing them as we speak and you know until it's it's a story ready to be told I'll keep it to myself for now. <laughs> I'm sorry, I got to keep it to myself for now for this one. So, there you go. And I feel like that's something that I want my I also want my kids to uh to have, you know, wings to go back to and wings to fly the distance. It's like even if you you know, even if you fly fly high and and fall back down and fail and and, and cry and and uh, you know just uh just didn't really uh just didn't really made, made the cut you know that's fine you know why because at least you gave your all at least you had that mentality that you know I have nothing to lose so I'm just going to give my all out right I'm just gonna, I'm just going to give my all and you know if if that whether that fails or succeeds that's you know that's that's up to how it plays out right if it succeeds great you know i'm going to keep on doing it but if it fails i'll i'll find something new or you know as my last resort i'm going to just settle for uh, you know my my uh my family business and continue to to grow and and you know water the the grass on my side the side that i that i um you know that i've been left with right and i guess that's that's something that uh you know i i already have you know that's my my parents retail store is my last resort is my my reserve my my lifeboat right and i feel like with with their support and you know the freedom that they they've allowed me to have with you know you know moral restrictions and uh guided principles and advice that they've given to me I've I always I've always like <laughs> I've only realized that I've I've never really appreciated that enough you know and I guess I want to thank them for that 
because I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't be doing this if if it wasn't for them. If it wasn't for for that support. And I hope one day I can I can fly high and and you know and really grasp grasp whatever that happiness is to me. I guess. And hopefully along the way I can bless and give back to those who who have supported me this far. You know, my close friends, my my family, my aunts, my mom. But good things take time. And I guess like you know, with everything, all the bravado I probably just you know, just uh just said, I think and this is something that I have struggled with as well, is that, you know, you can be motivated, you know, for once in a blue moon, but then you, you know, yeah, you go like for five, six, seven days, and then you start to procrastinate, you know, like, okay, I can do that tomorrow, you know, I have more important things to do. And I guess that's the, I guess that's an issue with the world today, don't you think, right? Like. I'm gonna close this uh, this sort of segment with this quote from Dan Pina again. Most people procrastinate because they're unsure. So just do it anyway. <laughs> just do it anyway, guys. Really, just do it anyway. Like there's there's no harm in trying that. If you fail, that was a test, right? That was your your test number one, your experiment number one. Okay, that failed. You know, should I try it again? Should I do an, Should I do a, a replicate? You know, should I duplicate this experiment? What should I change? You know, uh, you know what what calibration calibration should I make? What what ingredients should I change? And so on and so forth. And if that fails, then you know either try it again or you find something new, right? And I feel like failure is one of the best teachers. Because failure gives you experience, back to my point. And yeah, I guess that's how you grow. I guess that's how you succeed. I guess that's how you find your happiness. Because it's not just it's not just a straight line, right? It's a freaking wiggly and, you know, tangly path to go through. And that's that's the beauty of life, you know. If everything were easy, everyone would be billionaires. If it were easy, you know, everyone would go to Harvard, everyone would go to Oxford, everyone would go to Ivy League schools. But no, right? So just do it. <laughs> just do it. You know, and and success is defined in many ways. It can be defined in many different ways. So, you know, don't let don't let anyone or anything define that for you, right? Just, just do what makes you happy. Choose happiness, really. You will not regret that. Which brings me to my next point. There's beauty and uncertainty. I guess it's it's um it's a lot like receiving a a birthday present. You know, as growing up as a kid, especially in the the first two three years, probably, my parents uh and my uh. My uh, my uncles and my uh, my aunts. I remember celebrating my birthday, my first birthday, I think, 
uh, in my house, in, in the backyard of my house, where all my family members gathered there, and we were having this buffet, and uh, we celebrated uh, with a birthday, you know, birthday cake, yeah, of course. And uh, I remember uh, receiving this, this, you know, I received, I received a number of gifts. Uh, some were clothes, you know, socks, and then there were uh, there was a pencil case as well, and then uh, you know there were quite some toys. I I don't really remember what they were, but they weren't really memorable, I guess. And then I remember my uncle uh, from my dad's side. His name was Uncle Black. I remember him walking. He was uh, he was using one of those uh, aviator uh, glasses, right? And he brought me this really big box. I was like, whoa, what is this, right? Because like when we were kids, we were like, you know, the bigger the present, the, the better it is, right? That's the mentality behind it. So I was like, I was so, I was so pumped. I was so thrilled. And I didn't know what it was, you know, I was, I was, there were different things running in my head. Like, like, what is it? Is it a, I, I was just, I was just like curious, you know, what, what, what is it? You know, is it a, is it a bike? Is it a, is it a, is it a toy motorcycle? Is it a, you know, is it a, a plane model or something like that? Or a train model or, or a doll or something like that? I don't know. And, you know, he told me, open it. You know, go on, go on, open it. Um, so I did. My, my parents helped me out because, like, apparently, I don't know how to open uh, <laughs> a wrap gift at the time. And, uh, you know, they opened it for me. And there it was a red remote controlled monster truck. My God, that was the best and most memorable present I've ever received in my whole life seriously like my god like the reason why it was so memorable was because that was the first i think that was the first rc remote controlled car i've ever had right or at least one that size right it was quite big and i remember being so pumped i immediately uh you know asked my dad if i could uh if i could play with it right away and it needs to charge, right? It needs to charge and everything like that. And like, I didn't, I don't know what to do. I didn't know what to expect of this toy until, you know, I tried it. My God, it was so fast. It was so fast and it was so powerful. And oh, I just remember it being the best gift ever. And just bear with me. I feel like life can throw different things at you, you know? Life can throw different sizes, different colors, different, you know, wrap presents, you know, it can be something good, something uh, not so good, uh, something terrible, something, uh, you know, something unacceptable. And at times it can surprise you with, uh, you know, with the unexpected delight, right? Whether it be, uh, you know, a spouse, whether it be friends, whether it be enemies, I suppose, whether it be haters, whether it be success, uh, whether it be a job, uh, rejection for interviews, whether it be a toxic employee, whether it be 
you know, a beautiful apartment, whether it be a, you know, an average flat, and so on and so forth. And, you know, I guess when you appreciate, when you start to, to really, to really be grateful, to be given, to be given that experience, to be given that, that gift, you know, whether it doesn't matter if, it doesn't matter of the quality, it doesn't matter if it's bad, good, terrible, sad, happy, you know, uh, angering, or something that makes you anxious, and so on and so forth. Those things are meant to help you grow, right? It's all, it's always and always a matter of perspective. It's how you see it, right? When something bad happens, like, okay, take, for example, when my dad died, right? You know, I was like, you know, what the heck, right? Why did this happen? Like, like he was fine two, three months ago, and now this happened. And I was like, you know, I, I, I could have chosen to, to dwell in that thought, to, to dwell in the past, to, to keep on complaining, you know, why is, why, why me, why that, why this, why that? You know, why do, why do bad things happen to good people and so on and so forth? But it's tiring. It's tiring and it's, it's, it's really, it's really draining to, to, to do something that will not affect anything. You know, I can continue blabbering about, you know, or be mad or vent out to, to, you know, to my creator, why, you know, why did this happen? You know, why did you let this happen? It, it didn't have to be this way and blah, 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 blah. But I decided to breathe and I decided to let go. And I guess moving on was, was nowhere near easy. I'll tell you that it's nowhere near easy. And I remember being so scared because my dad once told me that if he was gone, I was going to have to be the backbone of the family. I was going to be the head of the family. I was going to be his successor. And it scared me. It daunted me because I didn't know shit. I was 20. I am 20. But I was 20... 20 point, uh, 20.21 over 12 years old, you know, compared to me where I'm now 20.7 years old, I guess. And I guess, like, I was, I was thinking, I was thinking of, you know, how am I going to provide for the family? How am I going to, you know, redesign this family and, and uh, keep it together, you know, even though things are currently falling apart. But I learned to, to just really make peace with the situation, just really, just really be calm and, and, and take it one step at a time, one day at a time, right? Because I feel like if you stress too much about, you know, the future, about uh, well, what, what am I gonna, you know, what am I gonna have to, what should I be doing now to, to prepare for either the next two, three, four, five, ten years from now, right? And I guess that's, that's, uh, that's very draining and, and it could be, 
unhealthy for me, especially. And I, I think there was this, I know I've mentioned this quote before somewhere, but I'm, I'm going to re restate it. And it's, it's, it's from Lao Tzu. So he said this, if you are sad, you are living in the past. If you are anxious, you are living in the future. But if you are at peace, you are living in the present. And that was what I did. I started living in the present. I started living in the now. I started to do what I can do in that day. You know, micro speed, micro patience. Do everything that you can in a day, you know, you know, as fast as possible or, you know, to in the most efficient way as you can. And, you know, just know that whatever you're doing today is preparing you for tomorrow, right? For whatever tomorrow brings to you. And I feel like that's the beauty because you never know, you know, all those long nights, all those workouts, all those, you know, meal, uh, planned meals or a strict diet. You never know when you're going to put that to use. So just keep doing them. Just keep striving. Just keep grinding. And one day, one day, it will all be worth it. Trust me, it will all be worth it. On to the next point. Uh, I saw this uh, video on Instagram. Uh, it was an interview from Elon Musk. An interview with Elon Musk, sorry. And he said this uh, when he was asked about, uh, you know, what his friends, uh, what his friend, what what he told his friends uh, when he when he uh, he made the first uh, Tesla model. He said this, don't tell me what you like, tell me what you don't like, right? Cause you, cause I guess like I'm trying to restate what he said. So basically Elon Musk said this, like, cause if you say what you liked, you'll end up sort of sugarcoating, you know, all the other things you didn't like. And I guess you'll end up not saying it because, you know, being a friend that you are, you don't want to, you know, to hurt, you know, Elon Musk's feelings or hurt my feelings that makes you leave out, you know, an important aspect of the product that's feedback, right? And I feel like that's an angle that I've never actually thought of that were, you know, that, that's, that's, that's true, right? Like I've only recently started doing this, you know, like in every work that I do, I always, I always, uh, I always request for, you know, things I need to work on, things I need to improve on, things that need a little work. And, you know, at first it's, it's very hard to, to admit when you're wrong. It's very hard to, to, to be corrected because, you know, I feel like I have this sense of, uh, sense of pride, sense of, uh, dignity that I have to maintain. But then I remember a quote that Matthew McConaughey said, he said this, if someone corrects you, and you feel offended, then you have an ego problem. And, you know, I guess being the human that I am, I do have an ego problem. I do have a sense of, you know, probably uh, too high of pride. And I try to, you know, I try to slowly humble myself. I try to, I try to just listen, you know, just 
Just shut up and listen. Listen to what the other person has to say. Listen to what their feedback uh, can mean to you. And, you know, really take that into introspect yourself. Like, okay, am I doing this? Am I really doing this right? Are the things that I'm saying appropriate as they, as I think they are? Or are they not? And, you know, that brings you clarity. That brings you information that you previously, you know, didn't know. And suddenly you realize, okay, I have a broader perspective now. I have a, I have a wider scope on this. You know, I'm not just looking things through, uh, through a keyhole now. I have a whole door to see these things with, right? And I can approach it. I can tackle it differently in a better way. And that, that is why you should always seek negative feedback. You crave that shit. And the last point, this was this was actually not part of it, but like I felt like I just had to say it. It's like uh, this it's uh it's something that I I hear always, you know, I constantly hear from time to time and it feels like feels naggy and I just feel like I wanna address it, right? You know, there's a lot of things going on, especially this year, you know, with with, uh, with coronavirus and everything that shutting down brick and mortar businesses leads to a rise in the opportunity for more, more endeavors, um, you know, on the internet. And it just creates a, it creates a positive trend, like, okay, that's good that you're starting things, these things. And, you know, I, I know I can differentiate people who genuinely wanted to start it, who, who fi- found their happiness in doing it, compared to those who just follow it just for the sake of, you know, not missing out on things or just following the trend. And I feel like I have more respect for people who who genuinely who are genuinely passionate about the things that they're doing now, you know, the the stores that they open, the the, the clothes that they make, the, the food that they make, the drinks that they create, or the, the cafes that they open and so on and so forth, compared to people who just follow for the sake for the sake of the status, you know, like I open this, I, I so I'm selling this now, buy it, and blah 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 blah. It was also doing great. I hope I I haven't really contacted him for quite some time. And uh, you know, my brother's friend uh, is uh, is also opening a store, and you know, some some other friends that I know, or you know, people that I that I knew from high school are also starting you know things like clothing companies. Uh, bakeries, uh, you know, and and so on and so forth. And, you know, I feel like with with all this going on, I feel like like if you're not if you're doing it for the money, if you're not doing it for happiness, if you're not doing it from the heart, and I feel like that leads to what you call comparison, right? Comparison is comparison can be toxic, really. Like in the previous. Uh, weekly diary or the darn diaries i mentioned something i mentioned a topic on uh you know parents comparing their kids to other kids and how uh how toxic it can be right and you just can't rush good things right like okay take it take this as an analogy all right you take a caterpillar a freaking caterpillar okay who's apparently you know nothing uh, special, just nothing great, nothing beautiful about it. It's just, just it's just a freaking caterpillar that crawls, right? Until, until 
they tell you, hey, and those two things, those are the two things that are valuable to you. You know, even me, you know, sometimes the people around me compare me to those that they know, you know, like, why aren't you starting this? Why aren't you starting that? You know, this guy is doing this, this girl is doing that. Why aren't you like starting out, uh, you know, and why are you still here? And, you know, and blah, 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 blah. You know, I, I'm just, I'm just honestly sick of it, to be honest. Like, you can't, there's going to be a time that I'm going to, I'm going to transform into a butterfly, right? That's something that they know. That's something that, that's an innate feeling. And, you know, like all caterpillars, they grow into a butterfly and to be, and, you know, to, to, to uh, transforming into a butterfly, they have to, uh, I don't know what the, I think it's metamorphosis or something. So basically what they do is, uh, you know, they, they turn themselves into cocoon. And in that cocoon, you know, that's where the transformation happens and they eventually become a butterfly. Here's the thing. You can't just, you can't just shout at the cocoon to, hey, go faster, go faster, you know, or, or, or rip it open and, and, and make yourself clear, you know, be faster, right? No, right? And, you know, that's not going to make the process any faster, right? Or even another analogy, like, you know, when you, when you, when you plant the seed, when you plant the, you know, whatever plant it is, you know, you're not, you're, you're definitely just going to leave that seed there and continue to nurture and water it, uh, make sure the soil is, uh, is healthy, basically. I don't know the term for it, but basically take care of it and make sure you put fertilizers, uh, you know, regularly and so on and so forth. You're not going to, you're not going to constantly dig up the seed and see like, is it going, is it going, is it going? No. You put that shit down, right? You leave it there. You leave it in the ground. You plant it as it was, right? The right depth, the right moisture, the right amount of water, the right amount of fertilizer and the frequency of it. And you wait. You just keep on doing that and you wait. One day, that thing is going to grow into a freaking plant. A plant that will produce and bear fruits. That's the, that's the key idea here. Right? You can't rush good shit. Good things take time, guys. Don't ever anyone ever talk you into rushing things. It's like when you rush into things, that's just gonna lead to even more trouble for you. Like <laughs> I don't know if you know this, but like in TikTok, you know, there there's this uh I don't know why, but trading seems to be like a popular thing, like investing in companies seems to be like a thing, you know, stock trading basically. And, you know, there's these, a uh, couple of, my God, imbeciles, basically young imbeciles, teenagers, I guess, you know, they decided to use their parents' money and, uh, you know, they say they're, I'm going to grow this money. I'm moving on, blah, 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 blah. And they invest in stocks without, you know, knowing the fundamentals or not knowing enough of the fundamentals to be able to dive into those stuff. And they just dive in blindly. And you know what, what happened? They lost a lot of money. Why? Because they rushed into it, because they lacked experience. They didn't take the time. They didn't learn enough. They didn't have enough experience. You know, they didn't try reading the articles. They didn't try finding mentors or, you know, uh, traders who were already professional and who were already experienced, who are already proficient 
in trading and they didn't know the techniques they didn't know the timings they didn't know the settings that that make a good trade and that's just something that i think people just choose to forget whenever they're comparing people with other people or when they compare themselves with other people like if if you're that person right if you're that person who thinks that that you're better that you're you know superior that you're special that you're you're far better off than someone you that you're in a higher level and what are you doing what are you doing who are you to judge people for that like you can't compare a level 1 to a level 20 right that's not fair those grounds aren't fair you know people people shine in their own time it's like leaves in the seasons you know it's beautiful in its own time you know in this case that's the fall and the spring and i guess it's, it's the same thing right everyone shines in their own time everyone will ripen in their own time everyone can really show you you know how much they have accomplished how how much they've achieved or or the work that they're so passionate about when the time is right all right so please respect that enough right because i feel like this has gone long enough long enough that i had to address it this way and just remember right just remember just don't let anyone ever define or determine when you get to succeed when you get to shine never because when you when you when you're going to shine you're going to want to shine the brightest as you can right and you're going to need all those watts and you need all those wires you're going to need all those components that make up a bulb right so take your time but don't waste your time close it right there all right that's it for today's episode thank you so much guys for listening uh this has been a long episode apparently it's gone about 1 hour and uh, i hope you do enjoy it um i'll be back with uh with a new episode soon and all right i'll see you when i see you i guess bye